Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 147, verses 12 through 20. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For he strengthens the bars of your gates. He blesses your children within you. He grants peace within your borders and fills you with the finest of wheat. He sends out his command to the earth. His word runs swiftly. He gives snow like wool and scatters frost like ashes. He hurls down hail like crumbs. Who can stand before his cold? He sends out his word and melts them. He makes his wind blow and the waters flow. He declares his word to Jacob, his statutes and ordinances to Israel. He has not dealt thus with any other nation. They do not know his ordinances. Praise the Lord. 1 Chronicles 28, chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. David assembled at Jerusalem all the officials of Israel, the officials of the tribes, the officers of the divisions that served the king, the commanders of the thousands, the commanders of the hundreds, the stewards of all the property and cattle of the king and his sons, together with the palace officials, the mighty warriors, and all the warriors. Then King David rose to his feet and said, Hear me, my brothers and my people. I had planned to build a house of rest for the ark of the covenant of the Lord, for the footstool of our God. And I made preparations for building. But God said to me, You shall not build a house for my name, for you are a warrior and you have shed blood. Yet the Lord God of Israel chose me from my, all my ancestral house to be king over Israel forever. For he chose Judah as leader, and in all the house of Judah my father's house. And among my father's sons he took delight in making me king over all Israel. And all of my sons, for the Lord has given me many, He has chosen my son Solomon to sit upon the throne of the kingdom of the Lord over Israel. He said to me, It is your son Solomon who shall build my house and my courts, for I have chosen him to be a son to me, and I will be a father to him. I will establish his kingdom forever if he continues resolute in keeping my commandments and my ordinances, as he is today. Now, therefore, in the sight of all Israel, the assembly of the Lord and the hearing of our God, observe and search out all the commandments of of the Lord our God, that you may possess this good land and leave for it an inheritance to your children after you forever. And you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father and serve him with single mind and willing heart. For the Lord searches every mind and understands every plan and thought. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will abandon you forever. Take heed now, for the Lord has chosen you to to build a house as the sanctuary. Be strong and act. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10-17 through 17. According to the grace God has given to me, like a skilled master builder I laid a foundation, and someone else is building on it. Each builder must choose with care how to build on it, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one that has been laid. That foundation is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, the work of each builder will become visible. For the day will disclose it, 
because it will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each has done. If what has been built on the foundation survives the builder, survives, the builder will receive a reward. If the work is burned up, the builder will suffer loss. The builder will be saved, but only as through fire. Do you not do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. Good morning, and welcome to the fifth day of Christmas. This is Brother Logan Isaac, broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. Our readings this morning come to us from Psalm 147, 1 Corinthians 28, and 1 Corinthians 3. Um, and I, the although the the theme for this morning is definitely the temple, I did notice something at the beginning of the Chronicles readings. Uh, this kind of typology of Israel, um, and he and it begins with the officials of the tribes. They're uh, just underneath the king. Then the officers of the divisions that serve the king, the commanders of the thousands then the hundreds, and then the stewards of the property of the king and his sons, and then finally the palace officials, the mighty warriors, and all the warriors. And so there's this um, kind of concentric circle in my mind of like, maybe not centered, but um, these groupings within groupings, like subsets of Israel. Um, And it may be important to think about in terms of what military service looked like under Israel and what, um, you know, an acceptable, for lack of a better word, an acceptable military might be. Um, and I forgot to apologize for missing recording yesterday. Um, we had family in town. We had to, uh, before I took them to the airport, I had to, I had a, a double dentist appointment for the, for the kids I had to do. But, um, this morning, the the theme is the temple, and I really like this line, um, that God's temple is holy and that you are that temple. And it, I mean, Paul insists that if anyone destroys you, that God will destroy that person. And I think, I don't know, I think that's fine, but if we, if we hope for vengeance, uh, I feel like we can't really hope, we can't be upset when that's what we get and that's all we get. Um, the martyrs typically didn't hope for vengeance. And we, traditionally, Paul was martyred. He probably was because he just stops writing. Um, but the the martyrs that I think of, they go willingly um, to their death in order to avoid uh, idolatry or or violence or, you know, apostasy. Um, and the, uh, the, the beauty of that is that your only hope is God. Um, and when Paul says something like this, it just makes me feel like, you know, he's selling himself and other Christians short by hoping for, for vengeance. Um, because we do, I mean, of course we do, we will, um, on some level. Um, but I think we have to be careful not to put our hope in vengeance, in retribution, or whether you want to call it karma or anything else. Like those things aren't God, um, and God might, um, you know, 
take out his vengeance. God says that vengeance belongs to him, but he says that God says that in as a reminder that we it doesn't belong to us. It's not up to us to take vengeance. Um, and there certainly may be uh, a, a promise that God does that, and that may be what Paul has in mind. But I think it's a you know a slippery slope, I suppose, um, from trusting in God that God will take care of the things that need to be taken care of, um, and on the other hand, expecting or hoping that God will do things in the way that you see fit. Um, if you ask, you know, uh, um, Ignatius, uh, no, Polycarp, um, you know, if he thought that, you know, it was fair that he be the, f- the earliest, most prominent martyr, uh, he might, if he was forced to be honest, he might say, no, he didn't want to be. But that was God's plan. And it's not fair, uh, but it glorifies God. Um, and so, so often when we, uh, when we want vengeance, it's because we want things to be a certain way. We expect things to be a certain way. Um, and that certain way that we have in our mind might not be the same as God's. And that isn't to say that that what we might experience or suffer is fair, but it may be that it's a part of God's plan to glorify God's self as well as uh, his people. And that's why I think of like the martyrs, like I don't think very many of them wanted vengeance. I think they wanted what God wanted and what God wanted was to be glorified. And in the martyrs willingly giving up their lives, um, I think God was glorified. And if we worship our life, if we think survival is the greatest good, then we'll never understand um, what God's plan is and how God works in the world. Um, and so we have to fundamentally rearrange you know, what we think is right and good and necessary um, because life is good, but it is not the greatest good. Um, we may be asked to give up our lives to glorify that greater good, um, which is Jesus, um, which is God. Um, and so I, I don't know, I, I think of that and I think, all right, I hear Paul with this beautiful language, you are that temple. Um, but he, he's coupling it with this really problematic and easy, easy to misinterpret kind of language about vengeance. Like, don't expect God to destroy that person. You know, maybe, maybe hope is a softer word. I don't know. Um, but I don't think that's, I don't think that's what God really wants. That if any uh, side of injustice that God um, creates more hurt in order to supposedly satiate the hurt of, of, of another. You know, Cain wasn't killed, right? Um, that wasn't, you know, Cain's or, or Abel's blood cried out from the ground, and we don't know exactly what it said. Um, and it may have been that Abel pled with God, or Abel's blood pled with God to kill Cain, and God didn't do it. It's more likely that the cry was for justice, um, and justice doesn't always look the exact same as we think it should. Um, so don't expect vengeance. Don't expect retribution. Expect that God will hear you. Expect that you are God's holy temple um, and that everything else 
that follows belongs to God and not to us. A prayer of self-dedication from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills, that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated to you. And then use us, we pray you, as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people, through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.